Hello and welcome to your guide to the good stuff. I'm your host, Jim Graber. Life is too short not to enjoy every moment of it, so we're going to share with you the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies to help make your day-to-day life easier and more enjoyable. Plus, we're going to help you create those special moments, the ones that lead to lifetime memories, all without breaking the bank, because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to today's episode, Tools Better Than You Think. I've always been an advocate of buying made in the USA, and I remember decades ago when it was the slogan of Walmart. Then I read a book a few years ago called The Flat Earth is Broken that claimed Walmart was responsible for two-thirds of the trade deficit. But please understand, my buy in the USA is not an isolationist view or some dislike of other nations. I mean, it makes perfect sense for other countries to become manufacturing economies because manufacturing built the United States. Our manufacturing capabilities were a major part of winning World War II, and the path to having a strong middle class is through manufacturing, be it traditional manufacturing or maybe someday when the 3D printing if it develops. The key is, if a product is made here and sold here, the money stays here to flow through the economy. The challenge today is almost nothing is made in the U.S. anymore. Large products like cars and appliances are assembled here, but parts come from around the world. And certainly most hand tools are no longer made here. I tried to find a tape measure that was 100% made in the United States and gave up after a week of looking. In my 20s, when I was starting out in a machine shop, you had companies like J.C. Whitney selling tools made overseas. Being mostly broke at the time, I bought a few hand tools from one of these companies, and I recall a screwdriver set in particular and a set of pliers that arrived at work at the same night. Within one shift, I had broken a screwdriver handle and a pair of pliers, and I swore I would never buy the cheap knockoffs again. Now, fast forward 30 years from then, and every major U.S. manufacturing company has production plants outside the United States. The crazy part is, is how these very same plants make the same basic tools on the same production lines with just a different name on the tool. Now, I know some people think this is wrong or maybe stealing technology, but similar things have happened in every manufacturing plant that's left in the United States for decades. And let me give you a few examples. When I was in college, I would work summers in a major brand's cheese plant. Through the course of the summer, we would run batches of the generic brands on the same equipment, often with the same ingredients. And Costco is a perfect example of doing this. Kirkland Vodka is made by Sky Vodka, but it's considerably less expensive. I work with a premium bacon plant who also makes bacon for Costco. It's the same pork bellies, the same process, it's just different packaging. And again, Costco is a master of doing this and providing all those quality products at a lesser price. The manufacturing plants overseas are now doing the same thing. 30 or 40 years ago, they were simply trying to copy things made in the United States. Now they're the very same plants making the same thing on the same equipment. Now, obviously not everything is made this way, so you got to be a little careful, but a surprising number of hand tools are made like this. Occasionally, there's an aesthetic difference, like the look of a tape measure, but the internals end up being the same. The point is the quality level has risen significantly, while the price point has remained relatively low. I don't know when the quality started to catch up. 
I'd avoided the so-called off-brand tools for several decades. I was a solid Craftsman tool buyer. They had the lifetime guarantee, just like the more expensive snap-on tools, and I'd been able to trade in a few broken sockets and ratchets successfully over the years, so I trusted that guarantee. Plus, the tools were made in their Western Forge plant just outside of Colorado Springs. Then, of course, amazingly, Sears collapsed and was bought out by Stanley Black & Decker for the Craftsman Tools. Listen to the Tools and Convenience podcast I produced earlier to see how I feel about Stanley Black & Decker. I discovered a place, though, to get lower-priced, good-quality tools by accident. My boss and I were working on some pumps at a major chocolate manufacturing plant, and it turned out we needed some deep well impact sockets. I had brought some standard depth with me, but I didn't own any deep well sockets. Now, I did have my Ryobi half-inch impact, which did the job perfectly. And the closest place to buy a set of deep well impacts was the local Harbor Freight store. I figured, worst case, the tools were cheap, but they would last for a month. I was initially surprised how big the store was, and the impact sockets turned out to look great. They performed the job perfectly and many more jobs after that and have been fine. So I decided to go back for a set of metric deep well impact sockets. But this time I took a little while to browse around the entire store. The large variety of tools was surprising. There were a few smaller items that seemed pretty cheap and suspect, but the majority of stuff looked really good and I bought a few minor items that worked really well. Eventually, I joined the Inside Track Club. It costs $45 for two years and gives you additional discounts. I've always wanted a sandblast cabinet, so I bought one from Harbor Freight. It works very well. It holds 40 pounds and has a 22 by 19 door opening, and it's floor mounted, meaning it's a standalone unit at working height. There are several out there that are meant to be put on a bench, and I also bought a couple bags of media for my blaster while I was there. It has good gloves. A nice light in the cabinet. Now, it took a while to assemble, but that went okay. The cabinet is half the cost of the closest one to it of the same size. Mine was just over $200, and most cabinets are five times as much. I saved $30 for having the membership. Now, I'm not running a production facility, so maybe the more expensive units would be better for that and the Harbor Freight unit wouldn't hold up. But as a homeowner, it makes life so much easier, and when you're restoring a car, it's particularly invaluable. What I have found is many of the tools at Harbor Freight are identical to the other places' offerings. Almost everything is made overseas now, as I've said before, so no no matter what brand I buy, it's coming from China and probably from the same manufacturing plant. Now, I don't remember the order of everything else I bought, but I want to give you a rough idea of some of the items that they have. I bought a heavy cast iron pedestal for my OD grinder. has a nice flat mounting surface with slots for the bolts, making it easy to put the grinder on. I bought a bunch of heavy cast iron C-clamps and some bar clamps for woodworking, all of them have worked perfectly fine. And I got a really nice six-foot level as well. I bought a heavy-duty six-inch belt sander with a disc sander mounted on the side, and it's also all on a pedestal. The main frame on this thing is cast iron and really heavy. Reminds me of some of the grinders from the 50s and 60s. And again, almost half the price of the next closest brand. It's super handy to deburr just cut metal or wood. 
I bought a rolling parts bin rack, and I use it for my deck screws and nails mostly. Again, very helpful to have things in one place and sorted. I also bought a press brake and shear combination. It works well on copper, which is what I bought it for. Very heavy-duty cast iron construction, but I had to make a stand for it. I welded up a simple metal stand that works well, but I had a special project for this, and the price point was low enough to make it worth buying the purchase rather than going somewhere to have the parts made. I got a low-profile, heavy-duty three-ton floor jack. We have a wide variety of vehicles, including some heavy trucks. It gets under the smaller cars just fine and has no problem lifting the trucks. I bought some bigger crescent wrenches, some pry bars, some special pry bars to use on the interior of a car, and a bunch of other miscellaneous small tools. And things like zip ties, rubber gloves, all kinds of stuff. Then I got a power drain auger with a 50-foot auger. It came with three different auger heads and is so simple to use. We were having issues several years ago with the drain line off the kitchen sink, and we eventually had a camera ran down through the line to find that a section under the theater room in the basement had a sag or drop in the line. Now, I, and of course, it builds up stuff in there over time, and I did not want to jackhammer out the floor of the theater to replace that line. So for a few years, we had the local plumber come out once or twice a year to clean out the line. Then he was moving to retire and had a younger kid come out who was a real ass. This kid thought he knew all there was to know about plumbing and ignored everything I told him about how I'd been fixed in the past. And that was enough for me. I bought a Harbor Freight unit and I used a rented one a few times over the years and I recall they were fairly simple to use. But it turned out to be much easier than I remembered. You feed the auger into the pipe, and once it gets moving, you just keep a gloved hand on it to prevent it from whipping around. It has a foot pedal to control the on and off, plus a reverse feature if you get hung up. The auger and motor are mounted on a wheel cart, making it easy to move around. It's a $400 unit, but each call to my plumber was over $100. And I used it for another issue we were having as well, and the chronically slow drain line acted up two days before Thanksgiving. Now that would have been an expensive service call and having to deal with the young kid again. All I did was pull out a P-trap, fed in the auger of my Harbor Freight drain cleaner, and let it run. Probably no more than a half hour from rolling the auger out of the garage to my basement and back after using it. So simple, so fast, right tool for the job. Three uses and it's paid for, and like I said, just that Thanksgiving weekend probably paid for it there. Plus, when I need it, it's immediately there. Finally, I bought a couple infrared laser thermometers for under $15 each. I love to use them with the fireplace and wood stove and the pole barn. It gives me an accurate reading of how hot they're getting, and I've also used it to check the air coming out of the AC duct compared to the air going into the cold air return, and it confirmed we had an AC problem last summer, necessitating replacing the entire outside unit. But those worked so well, then I bought a thermal camera, and it was just under $300, and it works great. Most of the commercial thermal cameras are $30,000 and up, and I've seen them in use. Those are good tools to look over your electrical system in your house. Large manufacturing companies have their entire electrical systems checked out with a thermal camera once a year. In fact, many insurance companies require this to be done to find problems before they start. It's 
also an excellent tool to check out the insulation in your walls or to check out the windows in your house for air leaks. My friend in Florida had an issue with a hot sandwich press tripping the breaker and we rented one of those guns from Home Depot and found out an overloaded outlet. It took less than five minutes to find. I randomly checked the outlets in the house with it. You'll also see if an electrical wire is getting hot behind a wall. The unit's super easy to use. You just turn it on and point it at whatever you wish to check out, and you get a screen showing a color gradient across what you're viewing, like in the Predator movie. There's a crosshair in the middle of the screen, and it pinpoints where the displayed temperature reading is coming from, and it shows a temperature gradient where reds are warmer and blues are colder. I used it in my greenhouse to seal up air leaks, as well as my detached garage and pole barn. Again, it's super handy to make sure your insulation is properly in place, and the peace of mind that knowing your electrical system is running cool is absolutely priceless. I encourage you to go check out Harbor Freight. Ignore all the online chatter about it being cheap crap made overseas maybe 30 years ago that was true but now everything's made overseas and i bet many of the harbor freight components came off the same production line as the more expensive stuff does for considerably less money you can buy the tools that will make your job much easier and much faster improving your quality of life we're always interested to hear what you think Please go to our website, yourguidetothegoodstuff.com, and leave us feedback. That's Y-O-U-R, guidetothegoodstuff.com. You can also reach out at our email, yourguidetothegoodstuff at gmail.com. New episodes are released every Monday and can be found wherever you get your podcast. As an added benefit, if you sign up for our email, you will receive a synopsis of what Monday's episode is about on the Sunday before, Plus, you'll get any links we share and behind-the-scenes photos delivered to your email on the Monday after the episode is released. In the meantime, have a fantastic week, and as my friend would always say, Arrivederci.